Welcome to the Futile Podcast. Tonight, it is Zach and Ian, and we are going to talk about from 2012, just came out, Batman 3, that wouldn't even be Batman 3. Batman Forever? <laughs> yeah, Batman Forever was Batman 3. Actually, no, that'd be Batman 4 if you count the 60s Batman. But there was there was also another one before the sixties Batman, so that's technically Batman Five. There was a movie Batman. Yeah, from like the forties. Oh my god, I think you're right. I think I vaguely remember something about that. Okay, uh, anyway, so it's just easier. So to this, call. That would make that would make this one nine, I believe. Oh yeah, right. Okay, so um, Batman Nine. Yeah, The Dark Knight Rises. That's the one we're talking about tonight. The end in the Christopher Nolan um, Batman crime epic no- trilogy. I remember back when we did our epic discussion of The Dark Knight uh, back in the day. There was, you know, we 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 hemmed Five and ha- yeah, we hemmed and hawed and pondered pondered possibilities about 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 the follow up, and I said this, the, the, you know, you have to think of what's that third obstacle, you know, what's that other op- option, um, you know, and it's going to have to be something thematic to oh yeah, to it has to Batman be thematic is, though. So I mean, it, and where Batman is is against the system because the system is is trying to destroy him, right? Because right. you can't let that go. You can't just have it be basically. It's like this. If it, within the first ten minutes of the movie, it seems like they've written off the ending of the second one. When you're sitting in there watching the third one, like they've kind of smoothed over the fact that the whole city sees him as a villain, or should at least see him as a villain, and everything. If they've kind of like played it, they're playing it down and got the bat signal back on and everything, then it's going to be a shit movie. Yeah, but, you, yeah, you did say that, didn't you? I said yes. I said that. Um, <laughs> but I basically you did say that. What I said was if if the third movie starts off like ignoring where the last movie ended kind of on some level and going you know making a time jump that that it, it, there's a possibility that it might not you know I, I basically said like that that's that could be a bad sign and so the only real spoiler I ever got about the movie other than you know the obvious things you can kind of get from the trailer you know and things that just yeah. like are inevitable and I tried not to get too spoilery on this was the eight year thing Mm-hmm. That uh, I mean, oh well, I'll, I'll put this in the show notes and, and make a big note of it when I post this on Facebook. But obviously, I figure we'll just talk about the damn movie and yeah, pe- this is, pe- pe- this pe- is people. Total spoiler, yeah, point. total spoiler time. People, people are going to have to just deal with it um, because we're gonna we're gonna just get. I don't in, think I honestly don't think anyone who listens to this podcast would not have seen this movie on opening weekend. So. I, I might imagine so, but but it, it, it's just you never know. You just don't want to give someone an excuse to be pissed off that you 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 know spoiled stuff. Hey, anyway, give people excuses, man. Yeah, the eight, the eight year thing was was an old, is an old spoiler. Like that 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 had been made apparent that this is yeah. going to be eight years after the Dark Knight, and you know the city is where the, where it is because of what 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 happened to the Dark Knight, and right. uh, it's in kind of an, uh, enjoying a new golden age, uh, reminiscent of where they were at at the beginning of uh, Batman Begins, when, you know, they had the train, and everything was was kind of kind of in a, in a state of goodness before crime and, and corruption had sort of decayed decayed the, th- the place. Um, right. So that's where you start off. And, uh, and then you get into some... I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, mean, I don't. I, don't I, I hate doing plot, like just going over pieces that happen in the plot. I mean, you've had more time to maybe maybe to ruminate on it, though you probably have just gotten less sleep. I I just got done watching I've, it like two I've been hours powering, ago. I've been powering on and on with uh, drastically increased amounts of caffeine all day long. Oh my so god! So I'm I'm in a really jittery state of awake right now. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to hit up some caffeine in a bit just to kind of keep me going, so I don't. Like take a nap at four o'clock and then have trouble falling asleep early. 
heaven forbid. I know, I mean, right? You've got you've got a full plate. I have. Uh, I actually right. do have stuff tomorrow and 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 Saturday. I have. I, I'm busy all day tomorrow and Saturday. So. Tomorrow. Tomorrow is Saturday. I mean Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. My the week the weekend is busy for me, so kind of sucks, but it is what it is. It's real life, you know. People do things. Mm. Anyway, uh, where to even Not start? So sure about that. Where <laughs> to even start with this movie? Um. Okay, first of all, it's just trilogies in general. I would say, I would put this to you, that uh, that it's almost within the nature, the very structure and nature of a trilogy, that the best part is more often than not the middle. I think the Matrix trilogy kind of throws this off because I don't think it was originally designed as a trilogy. But, I mean, I think a good example is, I mean, you look at... Uh, Empire Strikes Back. You look at the two towers. A lot of people like Fellowship as the as the favorite in, in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but I I still think I think the two towers is just for me is the most is the strongest dose of sort of action intensity, emotional investment, all all that stuff sort of happening. Um, and it's just, some it, people it, some people roll with Godfather too. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that the Indiana Jones trilogy, since that's the no fourth movie ever came out. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know if that's true for that one. I don't believe it's true. Those are those are like a series of movies. I don't consider that a trilogy, in a, in, a, in a real sense. Almost like the Alien movies aren't really a trilogy either, because uh, I mean, like with Star Wars, it, that that's kind of like the Matrix, where the first one was maybe. I mean, I don't say what you will about whatever George Lucas had planned, but I mean, like the Lord of the Rings obviously is a trilogy. The the Star Wars is pretty straightforward a trilogy. The Indiana Jones ones are just kind of their own thing as movies. And if you organize them chronologically, trying to make them a trilogy, which is what you'd have to do to connect, you know, make character things, then Raiders would be the, the middle one. No, so, no. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. It's just, right. it's just a trilogy. Right, okay. Well, no, but I mean just in terms of... And then, the, and then there was another movie, and, uh, you know, it fell by the wayside. Yes, yes, it did. Um, so so here you have, the, with, with the Nolan Batman series, you have Batman Begins... Which I felt was a pretty strong, pretty uh, cool sort of. Um, if, if those, if those internal story. sunshine of the spotless mind, uh, if that company really existed, I would go to it just to erase the fourth Indiana Jones movie from my memory. <laughs> just I don't that? care what it did to my mind. I would do that just to erase that. Yeah, but yeah, but it's not like it would. It would all of a sudden be on USA some night, and you'd be like, "What? What is this? I, I, I don't no, understand." No, 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 no. No, you'd know better. Wait, you'd leave. Let, and- me, let me have this. Okay, so let's now that you've you've let out a little extra vitriol on the fourth Indiana Jones movie, I think it's maybe time. I've been, I've been saving that up for a few years. I imagine so. I think it's it, maybe it's time to get into what's going on with these Batman movies. And so yeah, so you got the trilogy, you got the origin story in the first one. Um, I think that's the strongest part. I think the Batman stuff in that is it, it still works. It's still good. Um, I think throughout what Nolan has established, both in the first movie and the second movie. Is the the more kind of I don't know um realistic cop and crime character drama stuff. I mean that you know the stuff in the first part of Batman Begins about like a kid dealing with trying you know reconciling this idea of revenge and and you know the nature of the way that you know people behave in corrupt systems and things. It's and a Batman then, story. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then and then when you get get into the Dark Knight, you know, they I think the real genius of the Dark Knight was was them finding a way to put the Joker villain, which is you know not like it hadn't been used efficiently in in the comics towards this end on some level, but the Joker villain as something like something just like a really a real heavy hired on by by the crime syndicates. 
my feeling on the third Batman movie is fairly similar to my feeling on, you know, Return of the Jedi or uh, uh, Return of the King. There's uh, okay. there, there's this sense that you know there's this sense that things are um, the stakes need to be elevated that the, the explosions need to be bigger that things need to be more more intense and you know you have to have that obviously, um, but in the end maybe other things get lost and and it might seem Return of the Jedi didn't seem so much this way I think Return of the King is probably the perfect example for me where it's it, it's longer. And it's um, the big battles just don't feel as as intense or like as um, emotionally um, crazy. Like, like Helm's Deep to me is the best of the big battles in the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's something about, but it's it's small com- in comparison to like you know the giant one that they have in Gondor or whatever. Um, well, but. The if you think about it, even in the books, that one was it was talked about in the greatest detail. Uh, and that battle, I mean, what, uh, one of the one of the main things I remember from reading the books the first time I did in my early teens or whenever it was uh, was that battle. I can actually I can still remember. Wow, you know, yeah, I can uh, remember that. a little and, bit. And, yeah. and I know that the other battles happened in the yeah. third book, and I just don't recall them because I think they're set up. You know, it's set up in a more cut back and forth between things type of way. You yeah, know, it just, is. I mean, it's the same, same thing as the return of the Jedi, you know, like empire strikes back has a, has a couple of different storylines, but you know, return of the Jedi has the three major ones. Yeah. Uh, and then it's also showing other little jerks doing their thing here and there. Exactly. Fish head admirals and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Admiral Akbar. And so I think that's basically what they're, what you've got with the, with, with dark Knight rises with this third Batman movie, at least in, in the second half or the, the third actor, whatever it is, is it's it is that multiple characters trying to do different things, you know, to make this this whole thing happen, this whole piece happen, and the stakes have been raised to the level of you know the whole city's going to blow up from a, a bomb, and uh, which is nothing new, but I mean that that doesn't need to be. It doesn't. It's not like they need to invent some sci-fi excuse for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, and you're not you're not really you're not really taking a stand anywhere here. Okay, right. Well, I mean, I think my stand is, is this. It's probably my least favorite of the three, but not by much. Okay. Uh, uh, let's just cut to the chase here. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a three and a half out of five for me. Uh, right. I've only seen it once, and so I'll have to, give it, have to ruminate on it some more and everything else. Uh, I don't dislike it. I think it's, you know, I think it, it does a good job of concluding uh, a, a trilogy it, it, for what it for what it says. A lot of the things that are set up in The Dark Knight, like you said, the, the devastation to the character and, and everything is there. I think part of the problem maybe is that the, the Dark Knight was so much of its own thing from The Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. That then the reintroduction of, of all the League of Shadows stuff and all that baggage with Ra's al Ghul... Is is it's it's not out of nowhere because we're all you know anyone's aware of the stuff. It's just it's just I guess it's just like it's a, it's a <laughs> it's a long time coming or something you know. And then and then the uh, you know like we already did the spoilers the spoilers thing here. But then then the introduction introduction of you know of Talia coming in years before in that eight year period to sort of slowly set up her you know long term yeah. long time revenge plot. Uh, I don't know. There's elements of that that are that are kind of. It's just it's just trying to do a hell of a lot, and so there's a lot of caveats in there that have to be convenient. That that um, 
that just I don't know they could seem like lazy writing but I don't know like for example Gordon having that speech where he was going to say lay out the truth in his yeah. pocket and then him going down in there and then Bane pulling it off of him like that's yeah. just like a lot of convenience that doesn't to arrive at something that you know it, 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 well, it he was, he, I mean he was laying face first on the ground they didn't really show it was down there it could have fallen out of his pocket well no he pulls it out of out of his coat Bane does. Uh, he, he like searches him so, sort of and pulls up, pulls it out of his coat like right. like he knew to look for it or like, like he was searching think, him for something. I think else. he has a guy he has a guy search for it. Uh, I'm not even sure what he's searching for is the point though. You know, like he he's he searching wants to search him. Okay. I got, listen, a guy a guy with a mustache comes into your sewer, you search him. <laughs> okay, I understand. I understand. Um so 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 that that was kind of strange and, and like I said, just the whole the whole character of the Talia character was um was wasn't introduced in this movie, but rather you know is already part of of the Wayne Industries and has already yeah. been teamed up with with her for all this time. And I guess you get the sense that like she was basically trying to use his own money to build build the weapon she was going to use against him. And so there's logic to that. It's just it's just I don't know. It's just really tricky because there's a lot of reveal that has to happen like in the midst of you know third act action and everything else that. I mean, like, just it's just it's just I, I'm not sure how it could be done better in some of the places where I, I I see fault in it, and so I'm less inclined to you know call it out as opposed to something like Prometheus where I'm like, well, they should have just not done this or done that instead. I feel like, like I said, the first act maybe was was, was a lot of uh, was a little too much or something. And the way that he came, finally came back after eight years, it seemed like it was too quick of a turnaround for him. Like he. Um, he hadn't had any. There hadn't been any real encounter with Bane, really, uh, in terms of like with the city or or anything. I mean, I don't think that the uh, the big stock exchange thing hadn't happened happened after Batman showed up. I think. Oh no, it didn't happen right as he showed up. But he was like the, the day he showed up, because they take the motorcycles after they leave the stock exchange. So yeah. he was he was already game to come out of retirement after eight years simply sure. based on a bunch of information that Alfred in his like apparent you know old military history you know yeah, backstory connections. and connections was all aware. He goes of. down to the Butler's Club and they share yeah. secrets. Great stuff, man. So I mean, I don't know, and and then things like I mean the logic of Selena Kyle trying to get the blue the the. The fingerprints off the safe. It's like she could have got those easier, but she is a cat burglar, so she would have just gotten them in a way that also worked with her own, you know, proclivity to rob somebody. So that isn't a problem. Um, making him bankrupt and putting putting him out is uh, that was all good stuff. I mean, like they really like it seems like they really had a lot of the structure stuff laid out in terms of like we have to make we have to ha- start with everything great except then we have to bring things down even worse. And I think maybe that's where I have the problem with Wayne being reclusive at the beginning. Like, if he were, you know, in the world trying to build a life, maybe, like sincerely trying to get over Rachel's death or whatever, then maybe the, it, there would be it would be a, a further pit for him to fall. And I know there's still arc there for the character, the whole idea of, like, you know, no, you have to fear death, you can't not fear death, you know? Yeah. <laughs> in, order, in order to truly... You know, be as good as you can be, or strong as you can't need to be, or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just I feel like Wayne is like the maybe the third or fourth main character in this story. And I mean, as much as I like Gordon, and as much as I liked Gordon's stuff in The Dark Knight and the Joker's, you know, yeah. char- character in The Dark Knight, 
um, this movie needed to be more about Batman and more about the character of Wayne, I think. And instead, some some of the activities, like just... So eight years being completely reclusive, hear about some guy, you, you know, your mom's pearls are stolen, which they didn't hit on nearly as hard as they could have, if that was supposed to be like the famous pearl necklace from when, you know, his parents were killed. You know, it was ripped off of his mom's neck and all that. Um... You know, go shave, go to the doctor, go visit Gordon, and then, you know, <laughs> and then go to a, a ball and, and all these things. I don't know. I, I, I It just, it just, it, I don't know. I, I see what they were doing with it, and I liked some of the stuff they were doing with it, but it just didn't, I don't know. It, I think it was about, it was about as good as I honestly expected it to be. And uh, and not as good as I wanted it to be. It wasn't. It wasn't perfect. There were some uh, things I liked. I'm sure you probably liked it more. Do you want to talk now? Is that how you want to do this? Or do you? Oh, want you don't to know my talk? opinion, Ian. Well, I, I was always. You know, I just start talking Brad. to get things to, to get things going. I'm, I'm hoping it would be a dialogue. Calm down. But then, Calm down. This right. will be a dialogue soon enough. Okay. Uh, I went into it with with rather low expectations, which I think you know. Right. Uh, I, I as soon as I heard that it was going to have Bane, I uh, I ridiculed that idea. Uh, you know that I dislike Bane quite a bit. Right. I think he's stupid. I think he's one of the dumbest characters in any comic, and that's saying something. Because mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't even have like huge hawk wings on his head or anything. <laughs> no, nothing like that. Uh, Just a luchador mask. I, I the, the idea that someone would be wearing a loose door mask and is also uh, can pump himself up though this guy doesn't you know to these massive sizes plus is also like the smartest brilliant person in the world that's just retarded it's just right. dumbed I mean it's dumb enough that Batman is like all that stuff but we've learned to accept that over the years right yeah and he trained a really long time this guy was just a kid in a prison he shouldn't even yeah, be yeah. so anyway I, uh, all that said I disliked this film quite a bit I, I uh, it? yeah I I disliked it greatly okay. I'm, I'm staying away from certain words here, uh, but I disliked it immensely. Wow! Uh, I think it's Christopher Nolan's worst film by far. Worse than uh, the remake Insomniac, Insomnia that he oh, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, definitely. I, Not that I, that's a bad I, movie. I, this is usually the one people would be like, yeah, yeah. it was okay. Well, and, I mean, in this case, I mean, if, if maybe if Robin Williams had been Bane, right? Yeah, uh, then we would have been. And, Al, and maybe, Al, but Al maybe Pacino, Pacino could have played the older, the older Bruce Wayne. Right. And uh, Hillary Swank could have been Alfred. I like it. I like it. It'd be fine. Uh, She might have too much facial hair for the role, though. (laughs) Uh, So, well, I'll I'll, I'll approach it. I have several entry points into this. You you liked the eight-year thing, or it didn't bother you? It didn't bother me. I've cited a few things that I didn't It didn't bother me. The the, the, the certain logistical things about it didn't bother me. Though, that said... Last night, very late, as I was laying in bed, tossing and turning at like 4.30 in the morning because I still hadn't fallen asleep, uh, I had a list in my mind of all the ridiculous logic and plot holes in this film Right. Uh, that I, I was for sure people weren't going to point out, uh, yet were so happily trying to point out for reasons why they didn't like Prometheus, which I think was a vastly superior film after watching okay. this one. Right. Uh, but I, but I've, I've even forgotten those now, and I don't think that's important. Well, one of the things... I spoke. I spoke to uh, Luke uh, about this. My friend Luke Hine, my yeah. writing partner, your friend as well. The, the the one thing that really bothered me that to start with, and this will lead into everything else. Cool. Is that 
I think it was a very calculated risk to put most of this movie in the daylight. I agree. The mo- I think- majority of this film is in the daylight. Uh, and I remember them speaking about that early, very early in the filming stage. This is set out in the day. It's a more, you know, it's a more public Batman. It's a more public, you know, it's a public humiliation thing. It's a public, uh, you know, attack thing instead of a Joker kind of like wheedling through the dark, uh, setting up his little chaos drill. That said, a lot of the Dark Knight is set in the day. That heist at the beginning, and a lot of it's set like parts that are set in the day, but but the majority of that film is in the night. And the most important parts, the most memorable parts, just like the first one. I mean, most of the fighting and junk and the stuff that makes Batman who he is happens in the night, just like in the animated series, just like in the uh, Tim Burton and Schumacher films, which you know are all you know good and then bad. Right. Uh, but they still at least adhere to that. And this is, and this, and, and what broke this for me first off was I'm sitting there and I go, man, these guys look really stupid in the daylight. Yeah. Like, I just realized that this is, this is a guy in a bat costume fighting a guy who just looks utterly ridiculous in a, uh, w- with his, uh, furry vest on. Uh, in, in the middle of the street and they're punching each other. And, uh, they and one of them sounds like Doctor Evil, and the other one sounds like uh, he's got just uh, some terrible forced laryngitis. But he's yelling through it; mm-hmm. he, he doesn't even care. And and uh, not not that I don't you know everyone doesn't know that the idea is ridiculous, and it's constantly even pointed out in the movies and in, in, in the comics and everything. Oh, uh, right. this guy in a giant bat suit, yeah, he's pretty stable, huh? Yeah. Uh, but it but it really is ridiculous, and the sumptuous photography. And great color palette and everything that, that Nolan has kind of almost made it worse because it was like he's continuing with this like you know I mean he he put he put those first two movies in a real world very real world and the second one especially succeeded in populating this world with real people and real stakes and making you feel like everything was in danger by what was happening and despite the fact that this had a nuke in it and all these people were going to die. I never felt any stakes because it seemed like a big fake set and you didn't really ever see many civilians. You saw a news crew. You saw a bunch of people in prison. You saw kids at an orphanage. You saw a bunch of cops and then you saw a bunch of guys uh, at the end. A big big, uh, like Braveheart style fight. Yeah. And it it all seemed like it was on a big set, set in the daylight with people who were dressed really stupid for being out in the day. And and I felt like it was it was a massive failure of that risk, and 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 it it, it 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 started bothering me midway through. But I was like, yeah, you know, this that's no big deal. Like I'll get over that. And then by the end, I realized that I hadn't enjoyed any of the film. And then I, and it just kind of hit me like uh, like uh, Michael Palin was slapping me across the face with a fish, oh, or maybe maybe Eric Idle. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. Uh, and it, it just—I don't know. I—I I, uh, it just—it—it it felt me. It left me feeling cold and 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 not entertained. I was exhilarated and pumped and blown away by the emotional shifts and changes in the Dark Knight. Right. And the uh, the, the ending is so crushing yet uplifting. 
and it just makes your heart soar as though on wings of an eagle. Okay, right. You don't mind me getting a little poetic here about the no, Dark go Knight. Go ahead, poetic uh, it up. And, I mean, gosh, I, 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 I just feel bad about the fact that, like, I watched The Avengers earlier this year with pretty low right. expectations, and I left that feeling, that exhilaration, and, and being like, man, that movie made no sense. It was pretty stupid. And it was set in the day, too. And it also and, 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 it, and it was set in the day. And those a guys lot were, of plot similarities, unfortunately, probably and, and, just yeah, because yeah. of the circumstance of the way the world works, you know? Like, well, it's and, gotta be a big city, and, and a I lot was, of people can be threatened. I was entertained as hell by that film. Yeah. I was entertained. Okay. And, and this film, I was not entertained by it. And this, so, this, so this leads me into the entry point into the, all the other stuff. This, as the third film, you, you wanted to talk about third films. I'll talk about third films now. Ian. Okay. I'll talk about third films now. What do you think about that? I, I, I think we, we can have a dialogue. I mean, you don't need to, like, just let me talk. You know, you, I, I try to introduce things. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wanted to hear, I wanted to hear uh, what you thought first. I honestly did. Yeah. Uh, this was, I, I think, third films. No, I'm not going to go that direction. That's, that's too weak. Well, Okay. Batman Forever was the third film in the original Batman quadrilogy. Right, yeah. Um, and it was terrible, right? I kind of, I, I, kinda I didn't hate it, it, but yeah, I mean, it was okay. I like the but soundtrack, it, but, it, but, it, but it was the beginning of the end. Oh, the yeah, soundtrack. Yeah, was great. It, it was, it, it was, it was definitely a, a shift. It was no longer Burton's thing, and it was no <laughs> longer. It was the same actor. They introduced Robin. There was a lot of. It was just like, okay, you're gonna go do this with the story now. But but my main issue was it suddenly had a ton of characters in it, and then Batman and Robin was even worse. Tons of characters. Right. Spider Man. Spider Man three. You right. know, one one had this many characters, two had this many, a little bit more. Three had a bunch of them. You had like five bad guys and seven good guys, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and they were all like main characters who you followed and cared about and had storylines. And, you know, Avengers had that, but it's supposed to have that. You, you, you go into it with that idea, like, this is going to have, like, tiny little pieces of all these guys, and they all have to put aside their differences to do that. This isn't a put-aside-your-differences-18 type situation in this movie. This this has Batman and Robinitis. It's got a severe case, a terminal case of Batman and Robinitis. Oh, because wow. Is that an original thing, or is that something you read in somebody else's review? I, I honestly, I didn't read a single review uh, before. Good. I Good on this. you, man. And, Good on you. You and, usually do well, no, no, no. Well, no, and, and it was. I would think you'd be scared. Oh, is he going to die? I got to at least know. No, 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 and I, and I didn't, and I didn't care to know because I, uh, I, I had a sinking feeling that I, I don't know. I, well, I was going to. You knew. Was, you, you knew. You, well, you know, was, you say was, stuff about the daytime. You, that was in the trailer. That was them. Like, and I'm yeah, almost like, I hope there's not too much of him standing there on the steps fighting him. Yeah. Like in the broad daylight with the cops, right. like that, because that just looks stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right, like, so, like in the Dark Knight trailer, they had a little bit of uh, with the, with the, the bike, and that looked stupid. It wasn't; it was like dusk, but yeah. then there was less of that, and so, but yeah, and more of that in this movie. So bikes. So I mean, I've already told you about the fakeness of the city, the fakeness right. of the stakes, all that sort of thing, and then on top of that, here comes uh, another sidekick character, and then right. a sidekick character that also plays both sides, and he still got a bunch of Alfred, and you still have Gordon. Who I, I I mean I you know I like I love the the character right. of Gordon and I love what's his name Oldman but I felt like he was 
they, they were just spinning their wheels on Gordon in this one. And then he does a, a whole bit. bunch of acrobatic junk in the end to do this and that and save things. And uh, he, his, his, the use of him felt much more realistic in the second one to me. And the first one, you know, he's got, you know, he, he plays, uh, you know, a more pivotal role in the actual development of this guy and everything like that. And in this one, he's just kind of there and he gets yelled at by uh, Joseph, Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who also, I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I think he's a great actor. I think he was good in this, but I did not like the character. I, you know, you, you hear that he's an idealistic gung-ho go-getter, but you hope that he's not too idealistic and surprise, he's too idealistic. He's pretty much a, a, the perfect person, you know, uh, who, who always does right and always makes well, He's the, a bit of a hothead, though. I mean, <laughs> M- M- Matthew Modine laid it o- Only because Modine said that. Yes, twice. And uh, and out of all the main characters, you know, who are good guys, like the one who's kind of the pansy, wishy-washy jerk out of the whole grew, crew, which is Modine. Now, not that he's in their crew or anything, but he gets begged to step out from behind his wife's skirts when he just wants to be with his family at the end. Right. Like, get out there and do something. Stand up for what's right. And he's like, all right, I guess I will. And then, of course, he dies and no one else does. When I, and I always feel like that's lame in a movie. Yeah. But honestly, crazy. like, Gordon or somebody should have died, right? I let's, mean, let's be serious. It, it, it's tricky because I come from the comics where they, they this. I mean, you know that this is a trilogy, so they can do whatever the hell they want, uh-huh. and that's where I felt like it was going to be the hardest because the the, the intention is this is going to be the end of a uh, of of this story, right. um, which just like in the Dark Knight, it's like no, no, we're telling the story with Joker. It's a Batman story. Here's Joker's yeah. crime. It's blah blah blah. Now it's awesome. like, okay. Now we're going to tell we're going to tell a story. It's going to finish stuff up, and I'm like, well, yeah. how do you do that? And so you're right. It makes it. It almost inherently makes it like a much more um, difficult and kind Plus, of. It, it removes it from anything familiar to Batman, just in the sense yeah. that, like, okay, the stakes could be high enough that major characters from this right. this mythology could could be, you know, Alfred and, could have been killed in the first ten minutes. You never exactly. Know. And and something that kind of tied the first two to a, to a reality was like really the main evil force in this. Well, I mean, there was there was Ra's al Ghul and all that. But the really bad force in the first two films was organized crime, which is a real thing. Mm -hmm. And in this, it was like the remnants of this uh, psychotic fraternity of uh, of, of pure evil ninjas or whatever they are uh, decides to, to, you know, become serious diehard uh, terrorists and like, you know, really finish this up in in a big bang sort of way. And, you know financially wreck this person to do this and this and this and set up this long blah 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 and and it just feels much less real i i know i mean i know i've seen some it's things bigger. that people said like you know well this is this whole trilogy is really like a uh i think the av club said something like it's a um i think they called it a horror trilogy about terrorism which kind of makes sense, but the first two weren't really about terrorism. They was, I mean, they was in there, of course. And the second one, the second one very yeah. strongly had stuff about it, of course. But if you're talking about just who the antagonists were um, from the real world standpoint, before the psycho, you know, actual Batman bad guys come in, yeah. it's organized crime, and it's the reason he's there, and it's the reason why he's Batman. Right. And those are the, generally the stronger stories in the Batman right. comics yes, and everything. Yes. 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 <laughs> Whether there's a rogue in there or not, 
I think like right. Joker works better when he's he's in, he's contextualized by an organized yes. crime Absolutely. situation. Absolutely, but the, the Riddler, um, the Penguin, uh, Catwoman, all of those are. If it's just some flight of fancy, it, it doesn't. It isn't as. I mean, the Rajal Ghoul stuff can work, but it has to be more of an adventuring Batman, yes. which this movie just had set itself. This series had set itself up to not really be. Exactly. Um, you know, it's the difference between, you know, you know, he, he, which even though they did a little of the adventuring Batman in the Dark Knight, I think when they had him go to Hong Kong, that to me is like, okay, that's like the gallivanting out and about, you know, so, and then, and then you have this Bane, who, uh, I've already said how much I hate, and then they don't make him really look any better in this. Not really. No, uh, they they make him sound ridiculous. Yeah, he sounded really bad. He sounded at first. That really was where stupid. I that was where I almost was like, "Are you kidding me? Is this going to be like a joke at the beginning?" But then he, he didn't sound as. Uh, it was terrible for me the whole time. Every time he said something, it Later sounded on, like he, like somebody a really drunk person doing a Sean Connery impression through like yeah, a megaphone. Right, it sounded like me trying to do my Sean Connery yeah, impression. Yeah, pretty much. And I was just sitting there like, "Oh, come on, guys!" And I almost felt I almost felt like it was a Christopher Nolan "fuck you" to everybody saying they couldn't understand him originally seeing. Yeah, it. like he's like, "Well, fine, like, we'll just put a cartoon he, he voice on." You wouldn't submarine he wouldn't a whole ruin movie. He wouldn't yeah. sink his whole movie based on that. I don't uh, know. So any, anyway, you got you got the Bane right, and you build him right. up, and you. The, have the whole movie about Bane, the story about Bane, and who Bane is, why Bane does this. Uh, by the way, Tom Hardy can get massive. You notice how massive that guy got for this? Because he he's not always massive. He was pretty well, big. In Bronson, in, uh, he was pretty big, yeah. In Bronson. But, I mean, this dude can bulk up. I don't know many other actors who can absolutely bulk up like that. Like, yeah, but it's, but it's tricky for him, probably. A ridiculous like, extent. Like, like, his, that area, like uh, like, behind the person's armpit that can get a muscle in it, yeah, like that like thing was the, the trapezius. I think was is a muscle. But hey, you're you're pre med. You tell me. I think right? it's the trapezius. I don't that muscle the was like the size of uh, Rhea Perlman. It might be the latissimus dorsi. It's one of those two. Sure. Let's just say it's the trapezius right. latissimus dorsi region of the back muscles is what you're talking about. Yeah. Cover my bases. Uh, okay, so you got all that, and he and then he turns out to be a really you know he's a very formidable ads adversary. And he right. beats the hell out of Batman. Batman can't get him. He's smart. He's yeah, he's ahead every step of the way. He knows what's going on. And then when the the rug is pulled out and the big twist comes, that you know he's not the kid who escaped, and right. that it was actually Talia Al Ghul. Yeah. Then that means that the whole movie leading up to that point with Bane was a red herring, which is a ridiculous kind of sort of, yeah. to the viewer. This this it wasn't a Sherlock Holmes adventure. Yeah. Though I don't think there really were any red herrings in those. Let's see. Not really. This, no, this, no, but, but I know what you mean. You're right. You're right. All that all that character stuff because that's actually from the comic, and the comic he really yeah, right, was right. like he was born in a prison and grew up in yeah. a prison, and I mean, so you, what you have to reconcile is he just was a prisoner. And you don't know when he ended up in the prison or oh, how one of those, he ended up in the prison. One of those yeah. uh, writing He's plot a, holes I listed right. last night, I just remembered, was they kept saying how he was the only person who would ever escape from the thing. But that's not true, because if she was actually the person who escaped, how the hell did he get out if he didn't escape? Well, they, 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 well, they two actually escaped. No, no, they, sh- they showed it. Her and, and her dad and their whole organization oh, came back oh, so and got it. He was let out because they yeah, actually helped. Yeah, out they, they rescued him. They rescued him, and it was kind of like okay. There was like a lot of stuff that had to. They basically had to do like a, a whole bunch of flashbacks. So, if you stuff. were in a prison camp in in Germany in nineteen forty something, mm-hmm. and some people rescued you, 
would you still not say that you found a way to, that you escaped? You escaped the camp. You escaped captivity. Okay, okay, right. Let's, yeah, let, sure. let's not get into semantics. Okay, fine. You always bring up semantics. Well, I think that they shut the prison down then, or whatever, you know. Oh, sure, yeah. And, and then they and then they decided to instantly put it back up and running again and just put people who weren't actually dangerous in it. People, yeah, exactly, right? Like nice people. Let's put a bunch of nice people in it, right? Yeah, and then, then let's just leave it there unguarded with, with, with my enemy in it, so with a, a TV, not even like yeah. one or two guys at the, at the top. And with, make with sure the that there's man. someone there to help, uh, uh, help him get him back to up to strength and heal him. Like yeah. he was, that's what he was supposed to be doing. Right. Well, who knows? Maybe. I mean, like, why did that guy have a key? I, I don't understand. I, I, I th- that's why I say that the, the prison stuff, like, could have been so good, and wasn't. Um, the, the whole like, I mean, because kind of here's the thing: need to keep uh, pain away when, when he had just had his pay, face punched a bunch of times. Do you have a deviated septum? Is that is that really painful? I, I don't know. That's what Ashley Simpson said she had before she got her nose job. Okay, fine. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that, but I'm just um, wondering why how what was so painful that he had to wear the mask. Oh, Bane? Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I can I I don't know, and I don't know about the prison stuff. Like you said, it it's a recuperation thing it, set up. You know, it's a for a guy to get strong again and all that all that stuff. You know, all uh, you know, fistful of dollars style. Well, and, and listen, the environment for it. And if that guy in the if the, if the blind guy in the cage next to him was the doctor, how did that guy who had his key know how to punch him in exactly the right vertebrae that was extended yeah. out of his back to to heal him? Maybe he had. And listen, you know, I'm not pre med. You're you're the pre med. If a vertebrae was sticking out of someone's back and you punched it really hard, would that completely heal his back? I I you know honestly, I'm no surgeon. Look, 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 it depends on, on how things are uh, out of alignment and stuff. And basically, I took it like it was just an extreme case of that. So maybe maybe they didn't explain they, Maybe they cut the line, but maybe he was like, if he's the doctor, who are you? And he said, oh, I'm the chiropractor. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he was that the might be chiropractor. It. That That's might be it. And, and, of course, all the setup of, like, him having the bad leg and everything just from earlier injuries, then let alone the major injuries he gets, and then the fact that they don't seem to really have oh, a, huge, a huge bearing on his recovery. He's still well, able to climb no, out of that thing. Oh, no, because he spent a long time in the prison working out, and he hasn't been working like out in eight years. A hundred days, yeah, doing push-ups. And when he goes out to do his thing, he's like, oh, well, he also did pull-ups. Don't forget okay. that. I actually don't think they showed him doing pull-ups. Yeah, oh, yes, they did. Really? How much? Okay. How much? How many cash dollars do you want to bet? I, I don't want to bet any cash dollars. I will bet I you seventy cash dollars. They showed him. But that's probably that's probably one of your eighteen uh, bathroom breaks. Might have been. Yeah. They showed him doing push-ups for like seven minutes straight, and you're like, ah, I gotta go take a whiz. And as soon as you stand <laughs> up, they cut to some different action, which is him doing pull-ups. No, no. So yeah. okay, so let, let me let me go on to some other uh, negative things here. Okay. Uh. So so far, so far, I I can say I I have no disagreements. I think we're probably fairly close on our assessment of this movie. Okay, so the you know the the, the fakeness of the world and all that stuff being upset. I mean, I think that we might have we might have I might have been thrown off by that sort of thing in the first two if they spent a lot more time with him in the day. I mean, him wearing the bat suit in the day, fighting this guy and fighting that guy, and all this stuff being out in the open. But right. but in this case, it was like. This this wasn't shrouded in the darkness of night that made it that made him more frightening and the situation more frightening. Like the first two, honestly, just looked different. I mean, th- this one looked kind of like Inception, like the, you know, because it was shot in the day and this, you know, right? Yeah, it had kind of a color, different almost color palette to it. Yeah, yeah. 
and and the first two like really had just this particular look. I mean, it, it. I mean, the whole all of Batman always revolves around night. This guy has to be hidden in the darkness to make himself really right because he's not scary when he's not I, hidden in the darkness. Yeah, and and I I don't know. And so I mean, I, I'm I feel like I'm harping on this now because I've gone back to it so many times. No, no, no. I mean, it's you know, it's what we're doing. We're doing a podcast talking about why we think things didn't work. And you're right. It the nature of the character, the way it's explained, the theatricality of what he's doing to elicit fear in criminals, and the whole relation of that to himself, being afraid of the dark, being afraid of the creatures that come out of it, the bats and everything else. Yeah. Like, that's all really, that's laid out in the first movie. And, I mean, as much as The Dark Knight has some day stuff, it has a lot of stuff that seems to happen in that sort of blue dusk twilight period, you right. know? Um it um, like you said, it's a different color palette and a different look. It's more of a blue, colder look. Yeah. This had kind of a, uh, like you said, an Inception sort of like fall color kind of quality to it. <laughs> um, that I think you're right. Didn't quite fit with Gotham. I didn't have as much of a problem feeling like it was sets as as you did. I, I felt like they did enough cutaways to the full city. I think that it maybe just felt less well real it, it also because there was more visual like, effects. It didn't look like the city from the first two. Because, you know, they actually shot, like, New York a day and Pittsburgh a day and wherever else they shot it. And... They kept some things from the... from I think from The Dark Knight, at least. Like, that whole um, thing with the, the first action sequence with the motorbikes when Batman first shows up. Like, that that long thing where it's, like, cement on the ceiling and then the lights go out. That that was in The Dark Knight, I think, as well. So, like, there thought, was, like, a I thought they were more in tunnels in The Dark Knight. This was there, was a, there was some consistency of, of, of looking places, but you're right. It wasn't... I think the Gotham City that I thought looked the, the most like Gotham City was in Batman Begins. I yeah. think he made a conscious effort to make it more of a city, of a real city, yeah. from the, the first shots you get in The Dark Knight, you know, where it's like mid-broad daylight with sky-rise, sky, you know, uh, you know, high-rises and shimmering skyscrapers and things that just don't really feel like a Gotham City, you know? Yeah. So, but, but yeah, so yeah, I mean, you know. It didn't the the, the set light quality didn't bother me as much, but it did. did feel well, I'm, I'm not the, the set light quality. I'm not. I'm not complaining about something having a set light quality. John Carpenter films are right. are great to me, and they look nothing like real world situations at all it's because they the are just a set on a soundstage in most cases. It's more the inconsistency between the other two. It's, it's not just an inconsistency. Yeah. It, it 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 takes me out of the reality of the idea. It takes me out. You know, it doesn't allow the the. The whole, you know, suppression of disbelief thing. Yes. Uh, no, no, I need suppression. I don't need suspension. You need, you need it to be suppressed? I need, I need it to be completely suppressed and put down. Okay, I get you. Like okay. an insurgency. I get it. Uh, I don't know. And, and it's, yeah, I mean, all those things. The, all the extra characters, like, just too many. And then, of course, uh, the, another thing that takes out of the realism is, like, you know, like, we, we've done this and this on our own in the first few ones, and we've changed the stories to make them more realistic and stuff. But then in the end, we're just going to go ahead and throw in uh, Catwoman, Ra's al Ghul's daughter, and uh, and give the guy uh, who seems a whole, whole hell of a lot like Robin the whole time the name Robin at the end. And, oh, let's also have him. Maybe he'll go. Uh, we'll take the idea from uh, that Batman series and maybe have Robin become uh, Batman for a while when Batman's supposedly dead or whatever. And, and also, what a stupid ending. The, the, the whole... The, the whole... The whole the, Elongated aspect. No, no. Take taking the thing out to blow it up over the ocean, the self sacrifice kill Batman right, thing. Right, yeah, yeah. Is was so stupid to begin with. But at least it, have it, but at least have the balls to 
kill him if you're going to do something. I just sounded like I just sounded like Chris Rock. You hear how I said that? Yeah, I sounded bit, just like Chris Rock though, except bit, for a white a guy. Bit. Right. Uh, it, no, it was very much so indicative of what happened in the Avengers, you know. And uh, but but it also was it also but, 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 the, but, but Avengers Batman. is like but Avengers was like. I, I think I think they they made the whole movie knowing that they were in on the joke and we're going to make this funny and you know right. uh, I I just didn't have this, the same issues and this was like that's the thing is like I respect this so much more I respect this right. world so much more that when in the final chapter of it all it becomes it, it, it comes across as fake and stupid all the way across for me and I'm seeing right. all the holes in it that I never saw before yeah. because they were expertly covered up expertly yeah uh, I'm just I'm just flabbergasted that Nolan I think Nolan had uh, made some serious missteps and misjudgments and I think it all starts with the script you were saying how yeah you were saying how you you know you were thinking in the other movies what they could have done in this case in this case to fix things and I normally no, I normally don't movies. like I normally don't like thinking that way but in this oh, yeah. case I don't think it was this this and this to fix it I think this was a stupid idea for a movie to begin with. They should have had a whole other way, thing to do. They should have done. And I think they did, right? Like, and then Man. Heath Ledger. Died. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I bet they did. I mean, and so, so they had. They had th- this is one of the first face. times I've actually been upset that Heath Ledger died. Oh wow! No, I mean, I think you're right. That stuff towards the end when it's the it's the flying Batmobile and dodging missiles, and then that's all of a sudden very removed, very very removed. From the earlier, like more, like you said, more grounded and real Batman in the dark guy using his ninja skills and a couple of wires to jump through across buildings and you know, knock out hoods. Yeah, which is which where Batman works best. I mean, Grant Morrison can cheat that sometimes in the comics and like have a flying Bat- Batmobile that can play a certain way, but that's a different world, the comic world and, and everything else. And so you're right; it, it was inconsistent with the Nolan thing, and it just felt like like the, the, there was this just this intense sort of almost. Like, uh, like neurotic drive to yes. make things bigger, make things more intense. You know, like we gotta have a nuke, and then we gotta have things. That, you know, the Batmobile flies and the I, missiles I, I and dodges it. Yeah. there's explosions and and it's like there was subtle understatement in the way like the bridges blew up. I right. liked that. Sure, sure. That that shot was cool, and they, they, there were things like that that were still there. I think. I, for me, the eight-year thing still bugs me a lot because here's here's if if they took if they drew a little bit from No Man's Land and No Man's Land is a really solid. Have you ever have you read No Man's Land, the Batman uh, arc? No, I've seen uh, I've seen Catch Twenty Two. I don't know how that relates to it. Does Batman. I just thought we were throwing out random phrases and saying no, 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 no. Can't, the, the No Man's Land arc in the Batman comics is really very, very good. And a lot of the stuff that, that they sort of hint at in this, like, um, is there in those comics and, and could have, should have been stronger in this. And it would have been maybe if, if things had just gotten the ball rolling faster. If they hadn't... The, the eight-year thing still bothers me because I feel like it, it required that they had to do a lot in the first act and even threw into the second and third of, like... Explaining where why characters were where they were at or you know things that had happened in the interim like the whole situation with where Wayne Industries was and how uh, you know Talia had gotten involved and everything else as opposed to just kind of maybe just just starting sooner with the threat of this organization turning the city upside down um, because then they do that and it's like there's five months on the bomb. Mm-hmm. And then, so like basically, it's almost like 
probably like 40% of the way into the movie before the bridges blow. And then the real like story of the movie, which is, you know, you, you know, what happens when the bad guys throw you out, break you and leave you, leave you and your city destroyed. How do you get that back? And how do you, how, how does that whole thing come about in a way that feels authentic with, you know, characters you care about and everything? Like that all had to happen in just in like literally like in like the last sixty percent and or, or last forty to fifty percent, uh, and then you throw in the action sequences where you don't have time for that. Uh, it's just it's an execution thing. I don't entirely think that I think there are parts of this story that could could um, that, that are good. I just like you said, I just think that it's it, it's kind of a hodgepodge and it's a, a bit stuck on being over the but and, and you know what in the back of my head at some point I was even as I was watching it I was just seeing the seeing the ever increasing intensity of the actions and things and like you said not really caring as much as I would like and um, I'm just sort of thinking like I wonder if like he's if they're all just done you know like they're all just burned out it just, just one just, it almost felt to me like they're just getting it over with yeah like and and that that sucks you know yes. And I'm not saying that I don't think that they were. I'm sure that they put a lot into it, but um, like you said, it was misjudgments, missteps. This obsession with putting action sequences and CG stuff in the daytime to make it seem more real, like sort of doesn't. I mean, I would fuck it. Go back to Alien. Go back to show us a little bit because then it's more intriguing and it's more exciting. You're right. Most most comic book stuff, most fantastical stuff looks pretty stupid in broad daylight. I mean, sure, you get your colorful Spider-Man jumping on buildings, and that yeah. that kind of works. So you get your Avengers stuff for a while, but even just, like, the um, believability of, of something that's really serious and violent and scary happening in the daytime is less. Right. Just the fact that, like, you can... that You, you know what I mean? Like, like someone isn't going to mug you in the broad... I mean, someone will mug you in broad daylight, you know, if you're in a bad neighborhood or whatever, but, like, like the whole Batman conceit is the dark alley at night. Yes. You know? that That's why he goes out at night, you know? Mm-hmm. And everything. So, just to, like you said, to spit it out for the sake of... I don't know, is that a fan thing? Like, well, fans are like, oh my god, everything was supposed to happen at night in the rain, like Blade Runner. It's like, they're just doing that all the time. They hide their... I don't know, think so. I, I think this was just... I, I think it was a, a calculated decision that they made that, that there was something thematic and tonal about the Batman who was in the shadows and then he basically comes out into the public in this and essentially everyone he talks to at some point or another knows that he's Bruce Wayne he knows that right like, they all, they're all kind of on his side. Even when the cops, when he first shows up and the cops are kind of chasing him, there's less of, like, less concern yeah, for them right. to actually go after. I mean, Modine is, is gung-ho about it right. for a while, but that's about it. And, I mean, that's where they really lost me because, like, they could have done that angle about the vigilanteism and stuff in a movie that happened sooner after the end of The Dark Knight, which is what The Dark Knight, to me, seemed like it was leading into, was this, the cops are going to be the ones going after him. And they didn't play that angle and that I felt was kind of a shame. Uh, instead of instead of skipping, you know, skip eight years and have him be older, which I mean, eight years is a long fucking time. In comic comic verse, that's that doesn't exist. And year right. one is phenomenal. He goes back to this like extreme realism thing, which is just like it's there's there's the the young Bruce Wayne, there's a, a younger Jim Gordon, and then there's police corruption in the mob, and that's brilliant. It's yeah. phenomenal for Batman. It really is, and and. And that was one of, one of that was the strongest stuff from Batman Begins, you know. 
Uh, I, yes. I honestly, I mean, I, I've never really had a huge problem with it. But the weakest point of Batman Begins is always uh, the Ra's al Ghul stuff in Gotham. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't mind. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't mind the stuff where you know he goes out and trains with him in the beginning. I thought that stuff was awesome. No, that, that was, was like the yeah, adventuring yeah. Bruce Wayne stuff. It was like that was a good thing for them to expand on when they show that Bruce Wayne's just getting back. Like, I mean, in, in year one, right. I mean, he gets back and he's traveled the yeah. world. But you don't really know what he's done. You know, no, the man who falls, the, Den- the Dennis O'Neill issue covers some of that stuff, and then other things have covered it. But yeah, yeah the stuff with the police is good. There's a, a Dark Knight Return, not Dark Knight Returns, but Legends of the Dark Knight series, uh, like you know that book, like issues five through ten are really really good about basically like there basically would be like the sequel in my mind to year one where it's like a lot of the cops are still going after him and don't trust Batman and it's him first establishing that sort of tacit relationship with Gordon in a more real sense you know Lieutenant Gordon and um, that's kind of where I was hoping they were going to go with this movie after the Dark Knight Return Dark Knight because it's like okay now it's going to be the cops having yeah. real motivation to go. Yeah, after. I'm with you. I'm with but but instead it's like no he gives up. Yeah, and I get I get the motivation for him being. Actually, I don't because I feel like the romance in the in the, in the movies with Rachel was probably the weakest part of the first one and not so strong. In yeah, the and, they, and they and, and they they, they made it such a big well, thing. But, but in I this mean, kind of the, well the reason why I mean I because I think people they they go to the Joker thing which was the really strong stuff. Yeah. Uh, but the, but the but the whole reason that he's thinking about giving it up is her. Right. So that so there has to be that, and I think a lot of that falls on Gyllenhaal because if it was a more charismatic or attractive actress, as a lot of people say, then then, right. then maybe you know you would have felt more about like you know why he would actually care for her. I don't know about that so much. No, you're but right. but they really tried to push that again in the beginning, and and the only the only moment I I actually felt in the film that was really emotional one way or another was when him and Alfred break up. Yeah, I, I actually did feel for both of them, and I and I felt like it was pretty good acting on both their parts. Michael Caine. Well, that's because it's two it's it's two really good actors. Yeah, like knowing what, knowing actor. the fundamentals of what that actual scene is, which is classic drama. So it, all the all the contrivance and everything that might be surrounding that, they're just like, okay, so in this scene, yeah. I've lied to you about something about uh, about, that about the thing that, that was most important, very important in, in, the in your life, and we've been together yes. since I was born. And so yeah, those point. good actors did it. Yeah, and then after then then it, Alfred it, disappears. He disappears. And then, and then after that, it's like, what really is his motivation now? You know, like, and so then he just kind of goes through the motions and he has to win and he has got to fear death and yada, yada. And then, yeah. Yeah. And Alfred disappears. And and then then I pointed this out to Ryan uh, last night. I was like, how stupid is it that even though Alfred basically completely foreshadowed and predicted how he would end up seeing Bruce Wayne in some Italian cafe at the end. Wouldn't in real life, if Alfred actually seen him after believing that he had died, wouldn't he just keel over from some sort of coronary when he sees him? Like, what, what, shouldn't he have at least looked up and spit out his coffee everywhere? I don't know. I don't a know. Huge, to be honest, a huge spit, like Conan O'Brien's spit take. Right, right, right. You talk about the way, the, about about like movies with like the, the double endings and stuff. Yeah. I feel like the, 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 the movie, I almost thought it was going to do this. Like when Michael Caine looks up and it's just a shot of him looking. I felt like that would have been the place to cut the movie. Yeah, that's what I thought they were going to do. Too. I thought it was going to be like... I thought it's just, he's going to look, and, it, and you're going to wonder, just Inception style, did he see him? Right. Because you already got the hint of like, oh, he installed the uh, auto autopilot, blah, 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 right. which isn't consistent with the Nolan Batman. The Nolan Batman doesn't know shit about technology or like science or anything. You know, He's always like, could you explain that to me in English? Like to, to Lucius right. Fox and Batman. And then, and then suddenly in this, he says like, 
someone with a greater intelligence than me about this sort of thing should fix it. And he's like, well, I'm being modest, someone with more time. But it would still yeah. take someone with a massive scientific and engineering intellect right. to figure that out. Which is the Batman of the comics. Yeah. The guy who spent, you know, more than seven years, he spent, you know, a crazy amount. He spent, like, 12 years. Like, he was, like, a little kid or whatever. But, um... Yeah, yeah. Those those were some those were some problems, some some issues, and I don't know, I don't know. I think I think yeah. In the end, I think I'm going to stand by my three point five out of five. I mean, uh, even after all that, I, huh? Even after all that, even after my flawless still, reasoning, I'm not trying to convince you. I think that's no, 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 no. But, but I mean, like, like it's still it's still a Nolan movie. It's still got some big set pieces that kind of, that are kind of cool. It's still got it's still Batman, and I have trouble. And and like I still like the stuff in the prison that did work, I thought was good. Like I, except I think they just kind of like they kind of went back and forth on it, which sucked. Like the whole like music and the guys chanting and stuff. Like yeah. and and just the visual, like the iconography of pull, of climbing out of that thing. Like that was that that was really cool. Like that really got me going. Yeah, right. It didn't ultimately end up being as cool as it could have been or should have been you know like in terms of like just the intensity of the of the training he'd have to go through and the sheer and utter pain that it would be to get out of that yeah, thing right. after you know the way he had been beat up um you you wanted more bitter work well you always batman is all about the bitter work man it's I, either, I feel it's like either you do that in the shadows work. i think the entire second act was him doing bitter work honestly i i don't know the se- entire second act was all of this like you know the logistics of things being set set up with the uh, and hey, what about this? The city's been taken co- taken he, over. He, he gets out of there. He's got no money left. He's got nothing. Yeah. and, 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 he's, and he's like, like he's on. like, oh damn, uh, th- this nuclear bomb is going to blow up pretty soon. In like and like twenty days, and then, and then suddenly he shows up on a bridge in the city where supposedly no one can get in or out. Yep, and he's yeah. just like, hey, what's up? I found you, Selena Kyle. Hey, guess what? Let's. Uh, Team yeah, th- th- that I think I think th- that almost to me points to like another problem, which is like it's not so much even a pacing problem, though it is on on some level. I think that this this movie's got some pacing problems. Like I said, just plain execution issues in general. Yeah. But uh, the um like just the, the way that it's edited, things feel kind of abrupt. Like that scene for sure. Yeah. Like you know, like you, where did we last see Bruce Wayne? He was standing barefoot with nothing to his name. And you know, in some freaking shithole city in Afghanistan or something, right. and now he gets back into the city. It's impossible to get into, and I mean, you know, he's got resources, maybe, uh, sure, but maybe, yeah. you don't really know, and you don't necessarily need to have that crazily explained. But it just—I don't know. It's like every—it's—it's why I say like he was like the third or fourth character in the story because it's. It's so his journey, his literal and figurative journey, seems to be sort of so, like part of one of many storylines right. going on here that it's that they ultimately are just like you know what, cut to he escapes. He, once he gets out of the pit, basically he's back in Gotham City. Right. Cut to that. Yeah. There's no there's no more else to, uh, happening. <laughs> it would have been funny if they. Uh, I mean, obviously it's just dumb because it would be yeah. a comedy thing. But he climbs out and he starts walking, and it, and then it cuts back and forth between terrible things happening in Gotham like you know they're finding this, these people and executing them in this way and that way right. and uh, and then it cuts to, to him uh, like waiting in line boarding an uh, airplane and then it would <laughs> cut back to you know like them finding Gordon and beating the hell out of him and doing this and that and putting you know and uh, putting him on the uh, that little tribune that little sentencing thing right and uh, and then it would cut to him uh, Bruce Wayne sitting in in uh, first class asking what kind of drinks they had and <laughs> all that stuff, and then he keeps checking his watch. Then, then he could spit take, huh? Right? You know, you like right. where I'm going with this? Lot, a lot He's like, oh, what time? 
Yeah, and then, and then it shows him break into the uh, captain's cabin and be like, hey, you guys got to speed this up. Yeah. And then it shows him just sort of, I feel like he just sort of walked in and like got Lucius back. Like, yeah, he didn't, yeah. Like really have to break in or, I don't know, like you said, it's just, it's just, it was just a really ambitious movie trying to do a lot with, and so it required a lot more pieces and people and that might not have been the best sort of story to do or right. certainly, certainly it wasn't, it wasn't done as, it was wasn't ultimately a, satis- a fully satisfying experience. Like I said, I viewed and in, in the concept of uh, of itself as like a trilogy or whatever. I, I'm kind of okay. Like I said, it's like the Return of the King thing with me. I almost feel like it's very much so that like where the most exciting part, if I'm going to sit down and watch that trilogy, to me is going to be you know the combination of Helm's Deep and like the uh, you know Ents attacking Sar- Saruman's tower like that to me is where that that whole series really peaks and that's like the, the joy of watching that 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 trilogy right. is right then and there and then a lot of return of the king is is just kind of like slowing down a lot of a lot of moving parts a lot of stuff it's not bad it's just like it's not the best part sure and uh i feel like this is how i'm gonna always sort of view these batman series too you know it's it's all you know it's it's the awesome setup and then it's kind of some hokey stuff with you know microwaves and raja ghouls evil you know dastardly's comic book plan to blow up the city and then then cut to uh, this like you know back to the organized crime and the idea of like what well when you do this when you push the crime that hard this is what you get and i mean like that was something that i thought was lacking too is just like this is your fault Kind of like all of this is his fault, right? Uh, yeah, but it's not too, you know. Like, like organized crime is gonna is gonna be there whether he's there or not. Uh, it's a little trickier when you do get into the more hokey villains and the and organizations and things where it like becomes basically like a revenge thing. But they were gonna blow. But they were gonna do something to Gotham anyway. So in the first movie, at least. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I just I just. Like, 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 I don't even really feel like it just wasn't, it wasn't about, it was a Batman movie that really wasn't about Batman. And as much as in the Dark Knight, that was kind of the case, but it had the, the Joker as like a strong character to really, you know, throw the, to tie those, connect those themes to it and stuff. Yeah. This one just did, like you said, the Bane character just didn't bring much of that to that. And, uh. And all the stuff that was sort of shoehorned in, you know, where I don't know if it was just basic manipulation. You get that it was basic, just sort of ter- terrorist re- rhetoric, you know, the whole class warfare stuff. Like, this is your city now and everything else. That was just like, I guess, just to make sure they could murder more people or something. Right. Yeah. Disappointment. I uh, I give it a uh, two out of five. Two, two out of five? Wow, yeah. that's hardcore. That's pretty, that's... I don't think I've given anything a two out of five because I just wouldn't. I, my prejudice is so strong that I, I would not have even ventured to. Well, I've maybe given some things at one point. I think I gave the spirit at one point five. Uh, yeah, tra- I think I'm, I'd probably give the spirit lower than that. I, I, uh, I feel like two is represents the level of uh, my interest in it as it went along. Like I, of course, wanted to see what happened and see how it yeah. ended, but I, I really kind of stopped caring at some point near the beginning. I don't know. I, it, I it, ended it, up it, it deadened of, me inside. Yeah, I, I, I'm done. I, it's still. I'm dead. The the, the, the stuff with with Gordon and and, um, and Gordon, the two Gordons. <laughs> yeah. 
trying to kind of figure out how to how to do things in a city without a Batman. I, I felt like like that mid mid portion of it, or whether it was like post midpoint, but all, that stuff I thought was good. I mean, it was compelling in places for me. I mean, I didn't have as much of a problem with the set stuff, and then whenever there was no Batman in it in places, I I, I felt like 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 it was cool. Um, so then, that sense, maybe I'm giving it. That's where I'm giving it the three point five, and just some other things. I I don't know though. I mean, I, I might go down with it. I almost always like Nolan's movies, even The Dark Knight. Because last time when I, the second, I think it was only the second time I'd ever watched it when I watched it on Blu-ray here about a year ago. I mean, it's not a perfect movie. It's pretty damn good, but yeah. there is still some some stuff in it. And I think I feel that way about a lot of Nolan's movies. Like, they're they're the strongest on the first viewing on the big screen with the music doing its thing and really hitting you. And even in this one, you're right, it was fairly inert in places. Or overwrought in some places, too. That it was just like... Uh, I mean, I think even, like, talking about the comedy thing, when he uh, first tries to climb out with the rope and then he falls and there's that shot, like, from his... Uh, of, like, his head while he's hanging. Yeah. Like, even the music music is kind of goes... Wah, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. On some level. Like... Like, 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 okay, okay, I mean, okay. 